Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the wrap party where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here this week with Pastor Taylor. What's going on guys? Pastor Taylor continued our series that we're in, The God I Never Knew, where we're looking at the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, and we're learning about who he is and what benefit he is in our life. And so today, Pastor Taylor, he unpacked another question for us. And so, Pastor Taylor, I'll just ask you real quick, is the Holy Spirit charismatic? He is. Um, You know, and I kind of prefaced the whole message with like, charismatic is a strange word. Um, I think you could read through scripture a lot and find some strange words in there that you're not really sure. And you're not going to find specifically the word charismatic anywhere in scripture. But, you know, if we think of the American church specifically, to my knowledge, is when you hear all that church or all that person's charismatic, you know, that's kind of associated with weird stuff yeah. so to speak and i don't i don't want to sound like i'm like knocking churches that are that way i mean you know i know a lot of people that are part of churches that way but to the explanation of that word that's usually what that word along with last week's topic pentecostal is really associated with and so even studying it you know charisma charis all the words that make up charismatic actually points further away from the weird stuff so to speak you know in fact it kind of when i started studying that it kind of took a lot of pressure off to realize Mm -hmm. all this means is grace gift or i'm getting gifts from god through grace however you want to look at it so you know when you look at that obviously the answer is like a resounding yes you know because god is full of grace you know it was grace that put Jesus on the cross instead of me Um, it's grace that that's not just where our life starts in terms of salvation you know it's grace that he sent us a helper to operate in the gifts and you know once we understand that I really do think it takes a lot of pressure off to really allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants yeah that's really good I I like how you you mentioned um, you know we don't see the word charismatic in in scripture um but it comes from the Greek word charisma, um, and that's where we get charismatic from. But what I what I find amazing is, uh, you know, you may hear the argument. Some people may say, "Well, you don't see anything about the trin. You don't see Trinity in the Bible. Show me where in the Bible it says Trinity." And it's like, well, we see that in Scripture that God is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So no, it doesn't say Trinity in our image. Right, like, oh, that but. We don't see Trinity, but we get the doctrine of yeah, the Trinity sure. through Scripture. And it's the same thing with charismatic. We see in Scripture that we have gifts given by grace for us to operate in. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to touch a little bit more maybe on the the, the weirdness that people yeah. might uh, associate with charismatic or Pentecostal. What do you think makes it weird for people and maybe how can how can we as a church do a better job at uh taking the weird out of it yeah so uh i'll give you my own opinion um i don't and i let me preface by saying i don't 
I believe in everything that what you would see at what people call a Pentecostal or charismatic, uh, I believe in it. Um, I think what makes it weird, I think a lot of the weirdness is tied to maybe even where that church is geographically even, um, you know, in the South, uh, you're probably going to have more people that are weirded out by it than people that might be out on the West coast that are more, um, feeling driven, driven or, you know, different things like that. But for me, I think, and I'm only speaking from my own experience is church is for people to meet God. And if anything, like you like push aside the charismatic and Pentecostal stuff, but if anything is said or happens that people don't know about, it's going to be hard for them to really experience it. Yeah. Um, whether it catches them off guard or whether it's something else, but you know, I think what the church can do, and again, I'm not trying to tell people how to have church, but, our goal is to make people see Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're really straightforward and trying to push the gifts and, you know, what people refer to as the weird stuff, it's hard for them to see God in that. Mm -hmm. And they only see man in it because they see the man laying hands on someone. They see the person praying, speaking in a foreign language or an unknown tongue. They see a human Uh, falling out in the spirit so it's hard sometimes if you've never been in that before to associate that with anything good Mm -hmm. and so i think just as a church maybe something that i don't even want to say needs to get better at but it's maybe how can we find common ground on you know i'm not even going to say like church is just for the lost because it's not why do we come to learn and get fed every weekend we've been christians for a long time but it does have to cater to everyone. And if you're going to want people to meet Jesus, you usually need to carry to the people that have less experience than the people that's been in that pew or that seat for decades. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, I kind of think about my own experience and I remember a time in my life where just a simple prayer meeting was weird. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> it's like when you, you circle up and you have to hold hands, yeah. and when it's your turn, you just like squeeze this hand and immediately squeeze the person right. next. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. So, so, so that was weird. And what I'm getting at is, you know, as I've been in church and I've been a part of prayer meetings, it's not, it's not weird at all. Right. And, and I've come to operate in prayer and in faith, mm. those, those sorts of gifts. Um, and so it's not weird for me. Um, and so maybe my encouragement to people listening is like, just be open to experience the spirit of God, however he's going to move. You know, um, Pastor Brian mentioned it last week and he talked about it again this week, you know, accept the Holy Spirit on his terms. Just be open and willing to see him operate in you, through you, around you. And so it doesn't have to be weird at all, especially because we see all of this in mm-hmm. scripture, as you talked about in your message. Um you also drew out the, the Greek word pneumatikos, talking mm-hmm. about the spiritual gift. And I like how uh, you briefly mentioned, you know, it's like the word pneumatic, and we have pneumatic tools that are air-powered. Mm-hmm. And you kind of made this connection to how we are tools that the Holy Spirit, the master craftsman, uses 
uh, for the benefit of others. Um, but I want to kind of focus in on the last part of verse 11 from the scripture you, you unpacked today, but it says that the Holy Spirit gives the gifts as he wills. Can you kind of unpack that a little bit for us? Because I think sometimes we feel like even even if we believe that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, maybe we feel like there's there's something that we have to bring to the table. Yeah, you know, I, something I've been chewing on the last couple of days is, is um, you know, even Pastor Robert Morris breaks down the manifestational gifts, and one of them is discerning gifts, mm-hmm. and that's like, uh, I have to look at my notes, but, it you know, separate that, like the discerning gifts is like... Uh, prophecy and and things where you communicate and he makes a statement he says you know if someone tells you they have the gift of discernment more times than not they don't have the gift of discernment Hmm. they actually have a he made a joke but he said they actually have the gift of criticism (laughs) because most people you hear that say they have a gift of discernment usually what's followed by is they're saying they're discerning something that's not good so they're criticizing this Hmm. person they might not be wrong but Nowhere in the Bible does it say a gift or mention a gift of discernment. Like even in, in, in chapter 12, the whole time we're reading it, discernment's not mentioned. And there's a group of gifts that are discerning, that help you discern. You discern a tongue, you discern interpretation of spirit. Um, but, you know, with that gift and when he wills, for me that just took all the pressure off. Because as a believer, you know, even if you don't look at just the gift part, as a believer, especially in today's world, the pressure's mounting, you know, like to live right. Like now we're worried about, am I going to get in trouble for being a Christian in America? Like things that we've never, that I've never thought about. You know, I look at my two girls and like, what is this going to be like for them? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it going to be like for us five, ten years from now? There's just this pressure. And I think... If I were to experience the Holy Spirit the way I did 10 or 12 years ago right now, I would feel even more pressure on top of the pressure that's already surrounded by being a Christian. Mm -hmm. And that phrase to me, when he wills, uh, takes a lot of pressure off. To me, all he's saying is, just give me your heart. Yeah. Like, just, just give me your heart. Give me, be a blank canvas. Like... Just be ready, be willing. It's like if you're you're not a starter on a basketball team, but you know you're you're like, you know, the NBA gives a the sixth man award every year. And that sixth man is the first guy in usually yeah. off the bench. And it's kind of the same thing. Like you just have this mindset. I know I'm gonna play. Mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna get in the game. I'm ready and I'm gonna I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win or succeed. Yeah. And I think that's the what that verse, um, when he wills, it's like, okay, well, you know, I don't have to, like, if you think about it, like, if you're going to work on the gift, if you have the gift of healing and that's all you have, you know, I don't know that I've ever met anyone that is practicing that by just walking around trying yeah, to heal people. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like. Because then you could also argue, well, how many people have you prayed for that weren't healed? Mm-hmm. And so that comes even more so back to when he wills. Is you take the pressure off and just be willing. Yeah. Be open, be ready to get in the game and allow me to 
play through you. Mm-hmm. Just thought of a weird analogy. It probably doesn't make sense, but I was thinking of Space Jam, you know, the yeah. old movie Space Jam. And those aliens are playing with the talent of an athlete. Right. And so it's, that's kind of what I mean is like getting in the game, but we're just the tools. Mm-hmm. We're just the vessel and the Holy Spirit is our fuel. It's our gas. It's our, the one working through us. So Yeah, yeah that's really good. Uh, something you, you mentioned in second service, but not in third service. I, I thought maybe we could talk about just maybe to give a little more clarity or just to unpack it further. Um, <coughs> but you mentioned how... You're, you were talking about being open to the Holy Spirit and wanting to be a, uh, you phrase it as, you you want to be a willing vessel for the Holy Spirit to operate through you. Um, and, and you said that um, you don't want to maybe feel guilty because you didn't use your gifts, and then maybe that prevented someone from getting to right. heaven. Uh, can you maybe just unpack yeah. that a little so bit more? So for starters, I don't think that that is uh, like a theologically sound statement. I was merely using it as an example. And I'll use the same story I shared as why that's important to me. You know, one thing we mentioned before we even started recording on that topic is like, you know, if God, God can find someone else, but I don't think that's the point. Right. Um, The point for us is to be willing and full of faith to be used and obedient to be used by God and be obedient so he can. And I told the story in second service about, I told the story about my friend Josh in both services and then about my experience in Honduras. And, you know, with a guy in Honduras, like would a miracle have happened in his life if I wouldn't have followed what I felt I was being prompted Mm -hmm. to do? I don't know that, but I don't want to have the thought of that I just robbed someone of a really big spiritual breakthrough. Because what I didn't tell the story was, you know, once that happened, like I could have walked on water. Like I was just, my faith was just higher than it's ever been. And we go in and pray for a woman that's blind and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Like right after that. And that was a conversation I had with my friend Josh on the way back to the hotel was like, why do you think that happened? And so, you know, for the sake of time, and obviously it, it could be a whole separate conversation, obviously, but I use that as an example of just like, I don't want to give that thought any weight. Yeah. yeah and good. it might not be a scripturally proven thing or, you know, a theologically a doctrine, if you will, but I don't want that. Yeah. Like, I don't want... It's like if my parents would tell me to do something and I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have that feeling of disobedience, um, depending on what kind of disobedience it was, determining a consequence. But, you know, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that I had an incredible opportunity and I passed it up because I was, and I'm speaking to myself, I do it all the time, but like, because I was too busy. Um you know, like I was at Walmart the other day and an old older guy got out of his truck and he fell. And as I'm walking towards him, this guy walks past the old guy and for whatever reason looks at me and says, I want to help him, but I can't. I'm running late. And as I'm telling you that, I kind of just think like, but I don't, when it comes to God specifically, I don't want that. Like, yeah. I don't want to feel this nudge from the Holy Spirit to make a difference in someone's life, but because I'm running late or I'm afraid of, um, 
what people are going to think or what if I'm wrong or whatever. Yeah. I don't want that. Like, I think that's what, if you live in that mindset, that's what depletes your faith. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not good enough. You know, he's not going to, I just missed out on a great opportunity and I passed it up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Um, I want to, you said, you know, after, after God had healed the blind man through you in Honduras, you said you felt like you could walk on water. And I, and I think that's something that's important to think about, you know, um, a person standing before God, that's between them and God, you know, but, but the spirit may, may use us to speak into their life or preach the gospel to them or, or whatever the case may be. But I think a lot of times, you know, um, whether or not we're obedient, that, that kind of, it, it's for us. Right. And so like, if, if, if you're obedient to the Holy spirit, well then you see him work through you and that builds your faith. But if, if for whatever reason you decide, no, I'm not going to do that. Or maybe that's not the Holy spirit telling me to do that. Well, then you miss out on that opportunity for your own faith to be built. You know, um, you know, you talked about how the, the spirit, the spiritual gifts are for the Holy spirit to work through us for other people. But I think it also does something inside oh, us yeah, where it, sure. it builds our faith. Yeah, sure. um, even, even seeing people, you know, you gave uh, some stories about your friend and, and how the spirit used him. Like even that builds faith. I'm, I'm sure that everyone that's heard that story today, I'm sure in some way that's helped build their faith as well. And so I just wanted to kind of bring that yeah, out too, because I think a lot of times because we're not obedient, we, we miss out on what yeah. God has for us. Well, it's, it's too, and then I hope this goes in line with what you're saying, but it's like, a lot of times when I, if I'm evaluating myself or even having conversations with people and they're questioning, where is God? A lot of times what I've learned in myself or through the conversation with others is like, well, are you doing what God's asking you to? Yeah. Because it's in those moments on the other side of that obedience that you really start seeing God. Mm -hmm. And so it really speaks a lot. Like when I feel even spiritually dry a little bit or disconnected a little bit, that's where I try to evaluate what am yeah. I being obedient. Right. So, yeah, that's cool. One thing that kind of helps me is, um, if, if I feel like I'm, I'm supposed to do a certain thing, if it's completely contrary to my personality and yeah. what I want to do, I'll just do it anyways. Cause I know it's gotta be from the Holy spirit cause right. it's not from me. Right? right. So maybe that could kind of help somebody yeah. discern, you know, is this the spirit or is it me? If it's something that, that's godly that you think God would want of you, but maybe you, you don't want anything to do with it. Just jump in by faith, yeah, you know, right. and, and work that way. But right. thanks pastor Taylor for your yeah. time today. It was a great message for you guys listening. If you haven't heard his full message, give it a listen now because it really will bless you. And, and you can maybe come to know the God I never knew a little bit more, the Holy spirit. And so we pray that you would tune in next week as we continue this series. We've got a couple of weeks left and it's going to be really good as we further unpack who the Holy Spirit is and, and what he does for us. Um, it's, it's this gift that Jesus sent, the person of the Holy Spirit. So we love you guys. We pray that you'd have a blessed week. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.